Does your podcast need video? Listen to find out. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. Internet marketers have a a new crush on video, and many podcasters are starting to feel pressured to create video content. But do you really need to add video? If you'd like to follow along with the notes for this episode or share this episode out, which would be fantastic for you to do, I'd love for you to share this episode with other podcasters, please go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash needvideo or get to the notes and share them a tap or swipe away inside of your podcast app. First, I want to start with this premise. Start with audio. It's both my recommendation and my assumption for the rest of this episode that you start your podcast with only audio. I've done a whole episode previously about whether your podcast should be in audio or video, talking about your whole podcast. The link to that is in the notes for this episode. If you're wondering about if you should do an audio podcast or a video podcast, go listen to that episode, because that's not what I'm talking about here, not whether you should do one or the other, but assuming that you are already publishing audio or you're going to be publishing audio when you start your podcast, should you also add video to that or should you just stick with only audio? That's what this episode will focus on, assuming you have or will soon have an audio podcast and video would be something in addition to that. So with that in mind, think real video first, fake video last. Fake video is when the video, and I would put that in quotation marks because it's fake video in my mind, is really only audio. It might have a static image or even an animated waveform or embedded captions, but it's still only audio, simply with a frame rate to it. And I've done a whole episode previously about the problems with fake video. I have the link to that also in the notes, so go listen to that. I do plan to do a follow-up to that because there are some things that I hadn't thought of at that point some good follow-up to share with you, but my main position is still the same, that fake video just doesn't really perform well. There are some cases where you could use it and might want to try it, but everyone I see using it is just saying it's not really doing anything for us. So I'm not talking about fake video. Consider, for example, that even though YouTube has a, I would call it a fake podcast section now, you still can't actually upload an audio file or submit your podcast RSS feed, regardless of whether it's a video podcast or an audio podcast. So I really think that YouTube is confusing the industry by calling these things podcasts. They're not podcasts. It's basically just a playlist. I really hope that YouTube does much more with podcasts in the future, and I would think that it would be great if they do. But right now, it's not really podcasting what they're doing. And most of what they're highlighting are good videos, and that's good. And they are not fake videos most of the time. Now, you can have a fake video channel or a collection, a playlist, and mark that as a podcast. But this episode really isn't about YouTube. It's about whether your podcast needs video at all. Furthermore, all the positive metrics are many times higher for real video than for fake video. Even in some, I would call them misreported or misrepresented or misinterpreted studies, Surveyed people confirmed that they prefer to watch videos instead of listening to videos. That's what I think the survey shows, not people prefer video podcasts. No, that was asking the wrong question in their survey. 
But I think it does confirm that people do want to watch video. They don't want to listen to video. So when we're talking about video, think about making a real video first that people can watch. That should be your goal. Something people will actually want to watch, not have to watch or discover that, oh, I don't have to watch this at all. It's just fake video. They'll want to watch it because they want to see something. Think about that kind of video first. So here are some things to think about if you want to add video to your audio podcast. Video costs more. It takes more time to prepare, more expensive gear, and more time and resources to produce even halfway decent video. With audio only, you need only a microphone, a way to record it, and a quiet space. That's pretty much it. You can edit audio really easily, and people won't even notice that you edited audio. There have already been several moments in this audio podcast episode that have been edited out by my producer, John Buchanan, and you wouldn't even know it. Now, if you were watching the video version, which I'm not recording a video version right now, but if you were watching the video, you would see the edit points. You would see me jump cut or something like that. It would be obvious to you that it was edited. But listening to only the audio, you have no idea when and where my previous edits were in what I've recorded so far or what you're about to hear. You won't know it because it's so easy to cover up. It's so easy to edit and produce when you're focusing on only audio. With video, however, you need that stuff, the microphone, a way to record it, a quiet space, plus a camera and lighting. Also, you might need a completely different microphone that works better for video and a completely different audio editing app or multiple apps that are designed for editing the video. Then you need stuff to make the video actually interesting and worth watching instead of merely hearing. After that, Hosting the video costs more. Someone has to pay for that bandwidth. Don't think, oh, it's free to host my video here or there. No, someone is paying for that bandwidth. Either you pay for it with money or you and your audience pay for it with ads and whatever kind of tracking, privacy, compromise, inconvenience, or anything like that that comes with that. Consuming video also costs more. People can't watch video in as many places as they can listen to audio. Consider driving, mowing the yard, operating heavy machinery, working a job, and more. Audio can easily be consumed in these places, but video can't or shouldn't be. I actually recently got some IPX7 waterproof earbuds so I can listen to podcasts in the shower. And if you're interested in the same earbuds that I got, then I have a link to that. It will be an affiliate link that I earn commissions from in the notes for this episode, but I'm pretty happy with the earbuds I got, and they were pretty inexpensive when I got them on sale too. Link is in the notes if you're interested. But I recently got these waterproof earbuds to listen to podcasts in the shower. But there's no way in the world I'm putting my iPhone or my iPad in the shower to watch a podcast through shampoo in my eyes. I'm just not doing that. But I can listen to podcasts in that context. I listen to podcasts in all kinds of contexts, and I cannot watch video in those same contexts. So video costs more. But on the plus side, Video can actually be lazy in a good way. While high-quality video requires a good microphone, good lighting, and a good camera, I've observed that many people are actually much more forgiving of some lower-quality production in video. And that's some. Don't think that means you can get away with the absolute cheapest, worst-sounding audio in your video or anything like that. Some lower quality. For example, 
Look at how many people simply record with their smartphone in selfie mode and how few people complain about the non-studio sound or look. But this comes with a huge caveat. Listen to my recent episode about debunking that myth. It's not hurting their podcast. So don't think, well, it's not hurting their growth because they're recording cheaply and in selfie mode and not using studio equipment or anything like that. Just because it's working for someone doesn't mean it should go without improvement. Just because it's working for them doesn't mean it's the cause for their success. Consider if those selfie-style videos actually used better microphones. Wouldn't you appreciate being able to hear the person better? Or consider if some of those videos had some better lighting. And I'm not talking all the time about studio lighting. Sometimes it might just be facing a window on a sunny day so you get some nice sunlight coming in and you get a much better lit video if that's a possibility, or positioning yourself relative to your lights a little bit better so you don't have lights behind you and then you look like a black shadow in the camera or anything like that. There are certain things that you can do with that, but you don't have to go for that studio look. Nonetheless, I think some of the forgiveness for subpar quality is because video gives far more context to communicate the message. We have facial expressions, body language, imagery, lower thirds and other enhancements, and even simply seeing the words spoken instead of only hearing them. Like that quote from the movie, slightly changed though, are you seeing the words that are coming out of my mouth? You can understand people a little bit better, even if you're not good at reading lips. It is easier to understand people when you can see them speaking instead of only hearing them speak. So please don't think that adding video to your workflow means going all out on a video studio with professional lights, professional cameras, and all of that stuff. It could simply be selfie-style video from your smartphone. Just please don't let that video record horizontally flipped backward. Now, whether it's vertical or horizontal video, I think really depends on the context that will be consumed and published. But what I'm talking about is where everything to your viewer is backwards, basically as if the mirror was recording you. That's what it shouldn't look like. I always think that looks really cheap. Why do people do that? Why does everything have to look backwards? Why does it have to look like you're driving in Britain on the right side of the car when you're actually in America driving on the left side of the car? Can you tell I'm passionate about this? I almost get more frustrated by this now than vertical video since a lot of video is consumed on vertical devices now. But that's what you need to think about. Where is your video going to be consumed? If it's going to be consumed primarily on a vertical device, then vertical video is fine. But you have to decide where is your audience going to consume the video. But that still doesn't require major production. That's just a simple setting or how you use the camera or the app. So video can actually be lazy in a good way. It doesn't have to be expensive. Video can also be in more places. While the podcast ecosystem is mostly audio, although video podcasts have existed from the beginning and were actually quite popular before this little thing called YouTube came along and shook up the industry completely on the video side, publishing video offers even more opportunities to get your message out than only in audio. Just like audio podcasting allows your content to be places written content can't be, Video allows your content to be places that audio can't be or doesn't work well, like YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and more. These are places where real video 
is best and audio or fake video just doesn't work quite as well or doesn't work at all. Video also tends to be more shareable. I think a huge part of this is because of how easy social networks actually make it to share videos. For example, dropping a YouTube link on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Mastodon, or other places will automatically display a preview of the video and even embed the video so it can be played right there without leaving whatever context the audience is in at that moment, whether it's on a web page, in an app, in a social app on Facebook, on Twitter, in the video consumption app. But the same platforms have not made it so easy or attractive for audio. The sharing experience is superior with video. I think the consumption experience with a shared video is also easier. This is not only because of that easy embedding that I just talked about, but also because some video can be enjoyed without actually hearing anything. This could be because the words appear in the video, or even simply because a picture is worth a thousand words, and the visual communicates effectively without words at all. Consider, for example, all the animated GIFs people share as reactions. Many of those don't even have words on them. They don't need words. Just a simple, short little clip from something. It's basically video, even though it's technically an animated GIF. It's an excerpt from a video, and it might not even need words, or maybe it needs only one or two words to display, and that communicates the point. Try to get that kind of virality with audio. You're not going to get it. And when you're considering what to do for video, keep in mind that your video can be completely different from your audio. One fairly easy approach to publishing video is to simply turn on the camera while you record your audio. You could live stream or publish the video when you publish your audio. This style is often called talking head because that's really all people see. Your head talking. And that can be fine. It's certainly much better than fake video. A challenge you'll probably face with talking head video is ensuring the experience is still great for your primary audience. And since I'm basing this episode on the assumption that you already publish an audio podcast, or that's what you're intending to do, your primary audience will probably be only listening, not watching. So you have to remember that your listening audience can't see what you see or what your co-host sees if you have a remote co-host on video or in person. You'll have to include extra descriptions or outright exclude some content in order to not alienate the majority of your audience. An easy way to think about this is to replace the word this with some kind of description whenever the this refers to something visual. Like I could hold something right now in my hand and I say, I have really been enjoying this. I like the sound of this too. And I like how it feels in my hand. I like the look of this. I like how this goes all the way to the edge right here. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Now, maybe some of you will. I'm talking about a speed cube. <gasps> Did you know that? Could you have figured that out just by what I said, how I described it, with that little bit of sound from moving it around in my hands? Maybe someone who's super familiar with speed cubes would be like, ah, that's music to my ears. Do that again, please. Oh, I love that sound. No, you probably had no idea what I was talking about. But if instead, if I say, this speed cube is really nice, I love how the color goes all the way to the edge of each side. And I love how smoothly it turns whenever I turn it in my hands and how it snaps into place with the magnets that are inside. That kind of thing. You see what I'm doing there is I'm describing it so that as you listen, you can visualize what I'm talking about. 
or understand what I'm talking about, but I'm also not describing it in a way that if you are watching, you feel like I'm being over excessive with my descriptions. I'm a big fan of the Adventures in Odyssey audio drama for kids, and I grew up listening to that. Their early episodes, everything I think was really good, but their early episodes really showed that the storytellers did not know how to audibly paint. I remember certain episodes even where like a kid would say, wow, it's a ship with big sails and flags and everything and two masts. And he's describing it to himself as an exclamation in order for you to know what he's actually seeing. That was, I would say, kind of a lazy or the wrong approach to doing it. That's not the kind of thing you have to do. But you should describe things in a way so that your audio listeners know what you're talking about or can follow along, at least to some degree. But also you're not making your watching viewers feel like you're being over-descriptive. But that's for doing the exact same content in simply different formats, audio format and video format. But don't think you have to do your entire episode in Talking Head style or with a fancy video studio. Yes, you could make video snippets of smaller sections. Or you could re-record some of the same information but present it in a different way. And this is the most important part, focused primarily on the viewing experience because you would be publishing those re-recorded sections in video, you would be publishing them primarily to be watched and probably on video-dominant platforms, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, whatever. So you can then focus how you talk in those things. And where in your audio episode, you might talk about something for 10 minutes, in your little video snippet, you could talk about it for one minute or two minutes instead and really summarize it, present it in a different way, in a way that's more shareable and more enjoyable in video, even if it's simply selfie style. So maybe the wheels in your head have been turning since you've listened to this loony young man and you're thinking about different ways or you're looking for different ways that you could start adding video to your audio podcast. Here's a list of eight ways, and I'd love for you to comment on this episode with some other ideas as well. Number one, live stream. If you can, go live at a consistent time. This can be a great way to engage your audience in real time and enable them to build community with each other. Going live is less about building a new audience and more about deepening the relationship you have with your existing audience. Number two, record talking heads. Yeah, it's not as exciting, but some people like watching you talk instead of only listening. Number three, create snippets. Snippets can be very short video excerpts of your content. These are best when they include the words on the screen, but please display phrases at a time or lines at a time, not word by word. Highlighted, revealed, anything like that. It's, I really think it's best when you display a whole phrase, not necessarily the whole sentence, but like the portions of the sentence so people can read at their own pace if they're watching the video on mute, which many people do. And this kind of approach can actually work well as fake video because these kinds of videos are so short. Number four, respond to comments. You can make videos sharing and replying to comments or questions you receive, either in response to episodes you already published or general questions related to your niche. I receive a lot of questions about podcasting via email, Twitter, and such. I could make videos to answer these, either videos directed specifically toward that person, but 
viewable for my whole audience or answering these questions in general for anyone else who has these kinds of questions. That's kind of what I do with the podcast anyway. Number five, show behind the scenes. People often like getting a peek into what things are like on your side of the production, and you could show that with some video in addition to your audio podcast. Number six, repurpose your information. Perhaps the best approach is when you can share the same information in your podcast, but segmented and shorter. So you're not merely cutting content from your audio podcast into snippets, but recording an all-new presentation of the same information. This can be a great way to cross-promote the episode from which you're getting the information and still leveraging the platform that you're on with the video to build your authority and influence while also promoting your podcast. So in your podcast, you might talk about it for 10 minutes. In your video, you talk about it for 30 seconds to a minute. And in the video, you can say, listen to this episode. And if you're able to include the link somehow in the video that they can tap on, then they can then get that link to the episode and you can point them to it saying, listen to this episode for more details about this. Number seven, special content. I have both a YouTube channel and a video podcast, like an actual video, actual podcast. It is a feed in podcast apps that support video. But the only times I publish to those channels lately is when I have something I need to show instead of merely tell. For example, my on-the-floor interviews from conferences like Podcast Movement or product reviews, tool demonstrations, or tutorials that have to be seen, not only heard. And number eight, other updates your audience would enjoy. Imagine many of the same things you would post on Twitter or Facebook, but in video form. Ooh, that could be short-lived video form, like on Instagram, how you can post the stories that then disappear after a certain amount of time. They could be videos that stay there for forever. It's up to you. But other kinds of updates like that, if they're relevant to why people are following you, might be really interesting to your followers. So here's the big takeaway to this. I've given you some things to think about from both sides of this, and really I want you to focus on your audio first. That's where the majority of your audience will come from. But when you're trying to consider this question, do you need video? Here's my basic answer. Don't stress. You don't need video. Yes. Video presents all kinds of new opportunities and new potential, but you don't have to do it. So don't stress yourself out if you don't want to do video. Even though everyone is saying, oh, video is where it's at, a phrase that I hate, especially in the Midwest, they say that unnecessary at so much around here. You don't have to jump on to video just because everyone is saying, video is great, video is the next best thing, video, 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 video. Right now, for myself, as a full-time daddy, The only time I can work is when my son is in school or he's sleeping, like he is right now while I'm recording this episode. So I have fewer hours now to run my business and develop my products than I had before. Thus, I simply don't have the margin to create video right now, or at least not very many videos. Even though I want to, and for several reasons, I don't think it's actually costing me a lot of opportunity because I'm already so present in other ways, like in this podcast and on Twitter and such. And that's what I'm able to do well right now. So if you can do video well and consistently, then go ahead and do it and promote it there. Or if you just want to experiment with it, go ahead, try it, see how it goes, see how you feel about it and the amount of work it makes for you 
Do you enjoy the process? Do you enjoy the rewards? Whatever kind of extra engagement you get, do you see it making a difference? You don't have to do video. But if you want to try video along with your audio podcast, I hope this episode has given you some ideas and maybe even relieved some mental stress for you to move forward or keep focusing on what you do best. Please share this episode out with other podcasters whom you think would benefit from this. Go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash video or get the notes and the share links a tap or swipe away inside of your podcast app. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go start and grow your own podcast for passion and profit. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from the Audacity 2 Podcast. Please follow me on Twitter at the Daniel J. Lewis. And thanks for listening.